Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. Hurts, eating, first down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Eagles Unfiltered, powered by Believe Podcast Network and sponsored by BetOnline.ag. The NFL playoffs are going on right now. A ton of over-unders. Score predictions by you over on betonline.ag. Sign up with your initial deposit and they will match it up to 50% when you use promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V. Do what we're doing. Win some money on betonline.ag. Do it with the rest of the Believe Podcast Network and we would love to have you there. B-L-E-A-V for the promo code. Connor Miles, my co-host, Ed Kras. Now listen, guys, it's been so long for us to record because not only did I get COVID in December, at the end of the month, Ed finished up with COVID, and it was still lingered up until the first week of this month. So COVID hit us hard, but we're back now. We'll be recording uh, regularly like we used to with our programs. And what perfect timing, because the Eagles are in the playoffs, and now we know who they're going to play. They're playing the New York Giants in the divisional round, the third matchup of the season with an NFC East opponent. Ed, I'm excited. I think, you know, you can't knock these Giants team. I mean, Brian Dabble, Wink Martindale, Mike Kafka, what? they've done to put their hands on this team because they haven't made that many changes Ed. you know evan neal um Kayvon thibodeau those guys are rookies those are their major additions that they've changed on that team other than that it's guys that joe judge had it's guys that jerry reese brought in you know and and all the and uh dave gettleman and all the giants are doing right now with this coaches have is win and find ways to win uh Daniel Jones is a completely different quarterback. I have to give him some sort of respect now because uh, before I didn't take him seriously. But now, I mean, again, this is a passing offense. It's not lighting it up by any means. Uh, but against that Vikings, poor Vikings pass defense, I'll give it to him. Daniel Jones looked the part of a pocket passer, and he tore that defense apart also with his legs. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, Eli Manning was always an average quarterback in the regular season, I thought. You know, he was never low. He was never Peyton. He got the job done. He was never above average during the season. It was always average. And he gets in the playoffs, and he turns into a whole different animal. Playoff, playoff Eli was a terminology used back then. Maybe the same will happen for Daniel Jones when the lights come on, because the lights came on, and he looked very, very good. Uh, I think this is going to be an interesting game in Philly, Ed. I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Giants. 
Yeah, I mean, they certainly did look good, and and that was Daniel Jones' first playoff game. So, right. uh, you know, we'll see how he progresses from here. It took him long enough to get there, uh, but he but he is a different quarterback. I mean, he's only thrown five interceptions, and you know, he's kind of that dual threat as well. He's not as dangerous with his legs as some other quarterbacks in the league, but he can still be effective. We saw him shred that Vikings defense, which is not very good, let's face it. Uh, but he ran 78 yards for 78 yards. I think it was a career high, 17 runs. Uh, but there's familiarity with the Eagles and, and the Giants and Daniel Jones. And, you know, I don't think the Eagles will allow Jones to, you know, run wild. I mean, we've seen him pick up some yards against them. We saw him with that long touchdown, almost touchdown run that he had a few years back until he tripped over the turf monster there. And, uh, didn't score, but, uh, you know, I think the Eagles know what Daniel Jones is and I think they'll have a plan for him. Um, cause quite frankly, I just think the Eagles personnel is better from top to bottom. Uh, you know, I went through and did a position by position look and I had a hard time finding anywhere to give the giants an edge personnel wise. Um, but they're, they're fighting above their weight, you know, and you got to have to give credit to D- Brian Dable and Mike Kafka, who I think has put himself in position to, uh, you know, at least be interviewed for a head coaching job. He's only been a coordinator for one season, but uh, what they've been able to do with Daniel Jones to me is, you know, no less impressive with what, than what Nick Sirianni, Shane Steichen and Brian Johnson have done with Jalen Hurts, you know, but of course Jalen Hurts is a big part of that development as well. Um, But Daniel Jones, you have to give him credit too. He wants to be good and, you know, he's got the staff in place. So yeah, he's going to need to be paid attention to by this Eagles defense if they want to, you know, keep this playoff run, you know, alive. It hasn't really even started yet. They had to buy. But, you know, if they want to get to the NFC championship game, they have to account for Daniel Jones because other than him and Saquon Barkley, their weapons just aren't, you know, they just don't match up uh, with what this Eagles defense can bring. Well, that's the thing about the Eagles defense, though, is, you know, a lot of people are frustrated by Jonathan Gannon, and I think he's a great defensive coordinator, to be honest with you. I really do. I'm just going to put it out there right now. I think he's a great defensive coordinator. I think he's a frustrating defensive coordinator, though, because there are times where you're thinking, like, why are you running all this zone? And if that if that is something that continues on Saturday against the Giants, I, I think I'm going to be saying I my, you're going to see the frustrations with Jonathan Gannon because this Giants passing offense averages 185 yards per game, I think I read. They really ask. That's the thing about Daniel Jones's big year. Give him credit where it's due. He's not turning the ball over like he would normally, but he's not turning the ball over normally because this offense is really dumbing it down for him and asking him to do so little than he would before uh, when he was with Joe Judge and he was with um, the previous staff prior, uh, Pat Shermer. They don't really throw the ball downfield much, I'll say. It's always... Give, take away your defense can give you. And this zone defense, Jonathan again deploys, you know, he wants to take away the deep passes, wants to take away the, the big plays. This Giants team is not about big plays. It's all about taking the short plays and winning with those. I wonder how, again, this is the third matchup again. This is your second matchup with Daniel Jones because the Giants rested all their starters last week of the season. I wonder how Jonathan Gannon attacks it this time around. You know, I, I know the Eagles shut them down in New York. I know it. 48-22. That was a monster game but that, that never goes the same way as it always goes prior you know you're always gonna have a different matchup game I, I honestly in the playoffs when the eagles play the giants playoffs it usually comes down to a field goal so i think it's gonna be the same thing here but i'm i'm interested to see how john the gang attacks like look you got the whole all eyes on you right now buddy you, you're looking for a head coaching job you're probably gonna get it this time around 
this performance against the Giants could really make or break that decision now. So we'll see, because if you can't let Daniel Jones uh, do what he did against the Vikings, that's for sure, especially when the Eagles defense is superior to the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. There's some matchups on the defensive line versus the Giants offensive line. The Eagles have been winning a lot without blitzing. You know, their, their front has gotten a ton of sacks. You know, the team had 70 of them. Uh, they sacked Jones and, and Tyrod Taylor seven times in that meeting you're talking about on December 11th, that first meeting. Um, so they can get to him. Uh, they might want to try and put a spy on Jones just to make sure early on that he doesn't, you know, do any damage with his legs. Um, maybe that's Kaiser White uh, spying Jones a little bit. <clears throat> but uh, I, I just think they'll be disciplined in their rush and they'll take some of the things away that Jones wants to do. And you know, you have a you have a tandem in Bradbury, who was a second team All Pro, and Darius Slay, who was close to being an All Pro. He's a Pro Bowl player, good season. Hasn't been the same late in the year, um, but still very good. And you know, I just think that that's a good matchup for the Eagles, no matter what they play, zone or man to man, going against a, a Richie James and a Isaiah Hodgins and even Darius Slayton and uh, their tight end Daniel Bellinger is a rookie. I mean, I just think there's so many matchup favorites that the Eagles can play. And and I think Gannon will. You're right. This is a big game for him to kind of cement his uh his future, you know, moving on to become a head coach somewhere, probably in Texas. Evan Neal against Hassan Reddick, though. That's a favorable matchup for the Eagles. Yeah. Favorable. I agree with you. I think the passer is going to dominate the game. Give Den Jones a rough game. Ask him to do more than he's comfortable doing in the within this offense structure. Uh, as I'll, I'll tip my hat, though. I will tip my hat. You know, the Eagles went through this, in 2020, went through this stretch with Travis Fulgham, where came out of nowhere, looked like a star. Isaiah Hodgins is doing the same thing. Now, I don't know if it will be sustainable. We'll find out, because Travis Fulgham was not. But Isaiah Hodgins looks very good for this Giants office since he's been implemented lately, and he he did have a track record with Brian Dabble in, uh, in Buffalo. So maybe it does actually trickle over to start. But Darius Slayton, you know, he had a, a decent game against the Vikings that Crucial drop. That's been the story of his career is the, the crucial drops that he has. I think it's going to continue going into next week, but I'm with you. You know, you, Bradbury, revenge game, as always. You know, what better way to get revenge on the team that cut you than to end their postseason hopes in the divisional round with the team, with their, with their rivals? What better way? Uh, I think yeah. Bradbury's going to come to play. Slay, I'm with you. I mean, I love Darius Slay. The Eagles have not had a cornerback one like Darius Slay since Asante Samuel. We are blessed to have him playing the way he's been playing at this age of his career uh, for the Eagles. But it seems like his Detroit Lions hierarchy has trickled down with the Eagles because when it comes to this end of the season, Darius Slay disappears. And, I, you know, that's something he might have been used to in Detroit. Detroit never made the playoffs. You know, that might be a Lions effect. I don't know. But this is his second career playoff game, I believe, Ed. I might be wrong. Third? Third. Sorry, third. It's his third, third career playoff game. Yes. Make a, make a statement. You know, you're at the end of your career. I know you're the playmaker. Every Eagles fan knows this. This isn't a knock on Darius Slay whatsoever. We all know that he should have been an all-pro corner. He's done great things this year. Make a statement. Pick off Eli Manning and return it for six. Make a statement for your playoff career because again this is your third playoff game because you're right he did play with the lions against the cowboys when they lost and uh, last year with the eagles against the bucks 
it's your third playoff game. You know, you you lost both ball card rounds. You want to get a ring before your career ends. Make some plays. Make some plays like the early of the season slide, the mid-season slide that we saw, because the end of the season slide kind of goes on cruise control. Kenny Galladay getting that touchdown with Davis Webb on him. That was yikes. <laughs> that was yikes. Yeah. Kenny Galladay, that was his first touchdown as a giant. His second yeah. year with them. Yeah, the Giants may even bring him out to play uh, against the Eagles, seeing the success that he had against his former teammate in Detroit, Darius yeah. Slay. I mean, you know, all options are on the table in this game for the Giants and for the Eagles. Um, but Slay definitely uh, needs to step up and, uh, you know, play like we saw him play earlier in the season. Uh, and and that's where I think, you know, the bye kind of helps them. You know, I think some of these guys have to, not, you know, they've refocused. They've turned the page. They've probably watched that game, the Giants. And got the some rest. Got, got some rest, got some treatment for the injured guys. And, and you know, I think they're ready to come out and make a statement. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people are doubting doubting the Eagles uh, based on how they finished up uh, this season. And now's their chance to come out and show, hey, you know, we're a number one seed for a reason. And we're going to show you why. And Darius it starts with Slay, but it's not just him. It's other guys, too, that – uh, you know, would probably like to pick up their game a little bit, uh, you know, and and show that they're the number one seed for a reason. So with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson looking like coming back, Joshua Lane Johnson as well, which, again, is a crucial reason why the Eagles needed this bye week. I mean, they had an early bye week in the, begin- in the, in the season, and it definitely trickled down to the end of the year with the injuries piling up and, you know, the t- everybody was tired. That's one thing I'm going to say about Slay, you know, Question him all you want. He's a great player, but he went through a very long season where who's his outside help other than James Bradbury? Like, those guys have to be out there. You can't implement somebody else while they get rest. The Eagles just don't have that in the depth chart. So, you know, the the long season, the extra game. And when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they, they finished the season the same way. They were lackluster. They were sluggish. People thought they were going to be one and done right away. Uh, that's why I'm not concerned this much time around. But getting Lane back, Crucial. Getting Josh Sweat back, crucial. CJ Jar- uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, looking like he might be the nickel until Monte Max is back and Reed Blankenship starts to safety. We'll get into that right now. But all these key these key guys coming back from injury, uh, you, you cannot stress that enough, how important that is going to be for the Eagles' success, especially Jalen Lane Johnson. We know the record without him. Yeah, the thing that concerns me with Lane Johnson is we've seen him try to fight through injury before. Uh, and you know, he <clears throat> valiant effort, but after X amount of plays, six plays, 10 plays, whatever it is, he, he limps off, uh, you know, he's game. He wants to do it, but the body says no. And that's my concern in this situation. I mean, he needs surgery after the season. I mean, he's got a torn muscle in his groin. Um, how effective is he going to be? Is he going to play able to play 70, 75 snaps? I mean, that's my worry is that at some point, He's going to have to tap out, and then you're bringing in Jack Driscoll. And you know the Giants are going to blitz. I mean, they blitz the Eagles every single time they play them. Jalen Hurts in that second game against their backups was didn't have a whole lot of time to throw. He was running right, running left, because the Giants were bringing one extra rusher than the Eagles left in the block. And the Eagles are going to have to figure that into their game plan as a way to protect against the blitz, whether that means going 12 personnel and leaving a tight end in, uh, you know, keeping a back end to protect, you know, like a Sanders or Gainwell or Scott, whoever the running back is. But you're going to have to account for that blitz because Wink Martindale loves to blitz. And, uh, 
the Eagles are going to have to wait to find find a way to do that. And you know, obviously, if Lane Johnson is able to stay on the field healthy, yeah, that's huge, no doubt. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, uh, I'm still concerned. Yeah, he's going to try to play, but how effective is he going to be? And is he going to be able to play the whole game? I'm I'm not so sure on either of those. I'm still taking a 50% win over 100% Jack Driscoll. That's that's the yeah. one thing. And the difference about you know the Eagles' offensive line is that these defenses are game planning against their weakness in Jack Driscoll. And I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think he's a tackle. I think that's going to be a major need going into this draft this year is making sure you have that Lane Johnson insurance policy because you seem to always need it at some yeah. point during yeah. these seasons, these last couple seasons. So and, and uh, Lane's 32 years old. You know he's had the tightrope surgery in the ankle, now he's got the groin. You know, I know I've talked to him in the locker room a few times and he would like to play, you know, at least two more years, he said. But, you know, that could change. And, you know, who knows? I mean, well, two more years, Ed, that still puts you in the range of drafting a left tackle. I mean, excuse me, a right tackle in the first round this year, because uh, sure. look what the Eagles yeah. did with Jason Peters. Uh, I know they yeah, took Jordan a lot of the seven round. That was a whole flyer thing. But they took Andre Dillard in the first yeah. round. They said, hey, we're going to we're fine with letting you sit behind yeah. this guy and learn from him. That's going to be the same thing this time around, too. They, they value the trenches too much. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. That's my point is I think, you know, they're scheduled to pick 10th in the draft and they could go offensive tackle in that spot. The kid from Northwestern, Pete Skoronsky, I think his name is, he's the the top tackle. Uh, we know the Eagles love the trenches, right? Whether it's offensive or defensive tackles or defensive ends, the Eagles like to build there. So, you know, yeah, they could use help at the corner and maybe at the safety, but that's not their track record taking guys in the top 10 at those positions. If Jalen Carter's sitting there at the defensive tackle, maybe they go mm. take a swing at him, but you don't have to spend a first round pick on a, on an offensive tackle. Um, if there's one there that they love, then sure. Go ahead because you're right. They're going to have to factor in lane stepping aside here after two years, if that, uh, but you can find one in the second round. You don't have a lot of draft picks this year. Uh, you traded a lot of them away. But you still have a second and a third, and you can still find a tackle uh, in that range. So, uh, you know, that's going to be a fun part of the offseason whenever it starts. Yeah, after, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. I know. After they <laughs> win the Super Bowl, right? I mean. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So, but, yeah. But Lane, his health is a concern in this game. There's no doubt. I mean, yeah, he wants to play, and he's game, and he's courageous and tough and all those adjectives. But <clears throat> sometimes the body just says, you know what? I can't do it anymore. And. I hope he can stay in the whole game. You, you take a 50% lane over 100% Triscoll, sure. But, again, can he do it for 70 snaps in this game? Uh, we're going to find out. We're about to find out something else, too. All the year, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is playing safety, and he's played it at a high level for the Eagles, uh, tied with the league lead in interceptions with Tyreek Woolen. Now you're going to be at – it looks like, Ed, it looks like – I don't want to say for sure right now, but it looks like you're asking him to be the nickel in replace of Amate Maddox, which he did with New Orleans for those uh, first three years he was in the league. And you're asking Reed Blake, he shipped undrafted free agents, looked mightily impressive given his role and uh, where he's at in his career. Uh, to be the starting safety, that, that's going to be interesting. I, I, I like it, Ed, because I think Josiah Scott has been, other than that interception where he had great uh, recovery speed on, He's looking a little rough in that nickel position, and he's being picked on for uh, for being so. So I do like it because you put in a guy who has experience in the nickel, who's great at it in New Orleans, and then you get a safety who's been playing at it, you know, surprisingly high level, surprisingly. 
you think this is the right move or you think you you would rather have Jai Scott who has the experience out there and Chauncey back in the spot that he fits with the Eagles defense? Yeah, I think Reed Blankenship, the development of Reed Blankenship has given Jonathan Gannon some optionality back there. I mean, Josiah Scott being cross-trained at safety, I know he's not, you know, he's not Ronnie Lott back there, but he's a serviceable safety when he switches back there. But I think Blankenship's development gives them that optionality. I mean, yeah, you could put Scott and Gardner Johnson on the field at the same time. You could even line Scott up in the slot, but then maybe swap out with Chauncey Gardner taking his place and Josiah Scott flopping back before the ball snapped. Um, I mean, there's all sorts of options you can have now with that ability that Gardner Johnson has to play slot or safety with a development of Reed Blankenship. And, you know, yeah, it's been rough for Scott. Hey, he's got two picks. Um, you know, he certainly gives 100% effort every play. Um, you know, I think that third and 30 pass that Dak Prescott completed uh, to really turn that game in Dallas's mm-hmm. favor back on Christmas Eve. Uh, Josiah Scott was, you know, he he was not, he didn't have the play call down or something. He was just slow to rotate over. So you don't want him being exposed too often. But listen, the Giants don't have a receiver like C.D. Lamb or T.Y. Hilton to really put the fear of, you know, God into, if you will. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Richie James, Isaiah Jahajans, I mean, yeah, they're okay, but they're not, you know, these top flight receivers that you have to worry about beating Josiah Scott if he were the guy in the slot. I think he'll be just fine there for this game. Uh, and if they get by, then you have to worry about, you know, San Francisco or Dallas or whoever uh, the following week. But, you know, I think for this game, I think that Scott would be okay in the slot. Man, so Jonathan Gannon, favorite for the Texans job. I think he's going to get it. I think you think he's going to get it. But what's more interesting is, I mean, that, that's, the, that's the second year in a row that Jonathan Gannon's intervened for the same job. And second year in a row, he's getting head coaching consideration. So uh, rightfully to assume that he may get it this time around. I think it really, you know, we'll see. We'll see against the Giants game, how they play against the Giants, really understand where he's going to be getting that. But I do think he's getting the Texas job. Now, Shane Steichen is the guy who, beginning of the year, we didn't know if you'd be getting head coaching consideration. Now we know for a fact that he is because he's interviewing for multiple jobs, Colts, Panthers, uh, Texans as well. It, it's interesting, with him calling plays, Ed, now, when you were losing guys under Doug Peterson's coaching staff on the offensive side, you weren't too concerned because you never lost the play caller. It's not around, you're going to lose the play caller. I think it's going to be a little bit interesting to see how the Eagles respond to that. Uh, Brian Johnson's obviously my favorite to be promoted because I think when you get the quarterback coach who already has a track record, Jalen Hurts, before Philadelphia even became a thing, and he's, I don't know, I always am a fan of promoting the quarterback coach because the quarterback coach is working hand-in-hand with the quarterback, and he knows the offense better than anybody other than the offense coordinator and the head coach. So that's why I'm always a fan of promoting the quarterback coach. Brian Johnson obviously has a track record, successful at Florida, as an offensive coordinator, as a play caller as well. Again, whole different ball game as college than the NFL, but that's obviously my favorite to replace him. But he's also getting looks for offensive coordinator spots. And there's rumors that if Jonathan Gannon does take a head coaching job, whether it be with the Texans or anywhere else, that's his pick for offensive coordinator would be Ben Johnson as well. So Brian Johnson as well. So I think that's interesting. Um Denard Wilson's also interviewing the DBs coach, also been interviewing for the Cleveland Browns defense coordinator spot. That's who we all, we all assumed. Well, I don't know. A lot of Eagles fans say Vic Vangio. And 
We'll see. But I mean, I think you and I both assume it's going to be Denard Wilson. Uh, but again, he's interviewing for the Cleveland Browns defense coordinator job. So a lot of guys that are in this building that we already assume would be the predecessors may not. And also Kevin Platoul, the passing game coordinator who, you know, plays a huge part in what this passing game has become uh, in the development of Jalen Hurts. He's interviewing for the Jets offensive coordinator job spot as well. So a lot of guys on this staff may be leaving it. It may be more impactful than it was under Doug Peterson's staff, given the fact that Nick Sirianni is the head coach. He's not the play caller. A lot of these guys are very important to this instrumental, this development of Jalen Hurts and this offense. And not only that, the rise of this defense being the best it's been since the Jim Johnson era. This is going to be tough. This is going to be tough no matter where you look at it. Uh, they have the personnel. They have the guys, which a lot of fans and uh, hired Rosen believers believe is what the Eagles need going further. But I think coaching matters just as much. And uh, I think losing these guys is going to sting. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting to see if they were to leave before Gannon and Steichen are actually named head coaches. I, I don't think that would happen. I mean, I don't think, you know, whenever the season ends for the Eagles, I don't think you'll say, okay, Brian Johnson, you're heading to be the OC in New York before Steichen and Gannon have a chance to whether or not they're going to be head coaches. Because I think the Eagles, I'm sure, they're a smart organization. They're probably talking to these guys and saying, look, we're, you know, you're our, our, our plan to, you know, push you forward and you be the offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson, right here in Philadelphia, working with Jalen Hurts because Steichen isn't going to be the head coach. So I'm sure they're telling these guys, look, you know, I know you're interviewing elsewhere and that's great, but you're our pick to be, uh, you know, the successor to Steichen if he were to leave to go to Carolina or Indianapolis. Uh, telling Denard Wilson, hey, you're our DC right here in Philly. You don't have to move anywhere if Steichen or if Gannon takes the Texans job or gets the, the offer to be the Texans head coach. So, you know, I think the Eagles have a plan in place. Uh, and if they like these guys in house, and I'm sure they do, and Kevin Patula is one. And, you know, I'd even say, how about Jeff Stoutland? I mean, he's the run game coordinator. Do, do you think he could be an offensive coordinator? I, I doubt it. I don't think he fits that uh, that mold of being, you know, the coordinator of an entire offense. Uh, but, you know, he's a run game coordinator, just like Petulo is the pass game coordinator. So, you know, maybe he's in the mix, too. But I think the Eagles probably have told these guys what their plans are if they lose Gannon and Steichen. So, you know, if they're interested in staying in Philadelphia, then, hey, you're going to be our, our successors to Gannon and Steichen. If not, then, you know, go right ahead and take that job. I mean, Nick Rallis 
the linebackers coach who's only like 28 or 29. I mean, he's, he's a young guy, but he's very highly thought of as well. And, you know, maybe he's a defensive coordinator in waiting if uh, Denard Wilson leaves, you know, maybe he's the guy um, to be the DC. I mean, you know, there's a lot of ways he can do. Frank Reich is still out there. He's getting some interest in being a head coach again in Carolina. I think he's interviewing. So, you know, maybe he's the offensive coordinator, but I'm sure the Eagles have thought this through. Nothing's going to catch them by surprise. And they've known how Shane or uh, Nick Sirianni is with communication I'm sure he's talked to his assistants and said, look, this you're going to be our guy if something were to happen to one of our uh, coordinators. So, um, you know, I'm not really worried about that too much yet. I mean, I, there's plenty of good coaches and talent out there on this staff and in other buildings uh, that I think the Eagles would be able to do OK bringing somebody in. But you're right. Steichen's the play caller, and that's a concern. You lose your play caller, someone who has a real feel for what this offense is. You know, you're going to have to that to me is an in-house promotion with somebody like a Brian Johnson. Um, I doubt Jamal Singleton, the running backs coach, would be uh, ready for that rise. But, uh, yeah, I think I think Brian Johnson, if Steichen leaves, he'll be the OC here in Philadelphia. I agree. And, you know, we'll have the fans uh, climbing for Deuce Daly one more time, probably when Steichen does take the part. Yeah. Look, again, I think Sutton's kind of getting on my nerves lately, too, to be honest with you. Again, that, that Chicago Bears game plan was awful. I, I know I, ever since it's just been going downhill. So yeah. I would like to see. And again, this is the story of his life, too, with the Chargers as well. He started off really hot, then he tailed off towards the end, and everybody's like, what, what's up with this guy? Now, that Saints gra- game plan was even worse than the Bears. I mean, that Saints game plan. I yeah, mean, I don't understand that at all. How do you? with your backup quarterback, how you game plan that way, just to pass, a pass, pass, pass. But yeah. you you asked, Joe, and I mean, again, it was windy. It was very windy, but you took the ball to Miles Sanders' hand in Chicago when, and you put it in your quarterback's hands, just begging for him to get hurt, and look what happened, he got hurt. But that's yeah. – we're, we're crying over spilled milk. I still – I do think they will miss St. Sledger no matter what because majority of the season, you love what he's doing. Towards the end, you're like, eh. But majority of the season, I'm going to take majority of the season every single time. But I'll tell you one, Ed, one thing, Ed. The reason why I'm not worried about losing either one of those guys, I'm slightly worried because of, I think they're both really good coordinators. Stygian could be better. Gannon gets way too much hate. But the only reason why I'm not super worried is because the Eagles' offensive coordinator job and defense coordinator job would be the best job in sports for coaches that want to become head coaches. You want to know why? You're calling plays for both units. You have incredible personnel for both units. You just saw both the coordinators only spend two years on the job. One of them only spent one year on the job before he got head coaching consideration. You're going to become a future head coach if you come to the Philadelphia Eagles and you coach the offense or the defense at this point in time with what they have as personnel and what they are as a team. So best job in sports for coordinators if they need to replace either one of them. Uh, I agree with you, though. It's going to be Brian Johnson, Bronson, offensive coordinator. I doubt they bring in an outside voice. And if they do, it's going to be Frank Reich, obviously, if he doesn't get picked for a job. Uh, I don't even think he's going to have – I think someone's going to make him the most highest-paid offensive coordinator in the, in the NFL if it isn't if he doesn't get a head coaching job. I don't think it's going to be the Eagles. I think it's going to be like the Steelers or something like that. Um, I think it's going to be Brian Johnson, no matter what. But I will say at the end of the day, if they do look outside for the organization, they will have no shortage of names or options because – of how coveted those jobs are going to want to be. Because Nick Sirianni is not going to take over play calling. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. I no, think he I likes think. what he's doing. I think he likes being the coach of this team. I think he knows what's successful and works for this team. 
and it's when he's not calling plays it's somebody else is doing that and he's just being the coach of the team but i'm not worried about that i think any even if you're in the college ranks like look rewind when the eagles were talking to graham harrell as offensive coordinator and doug was coach they wanted to bring in a new look of offense they wanted to bring in a new style and doug was like no we're sticking with my play calling and that's really what ended led to his departure from being the Eagles head coach, which, by the way, congratulations, Doug Peterson, for a fantastic, phenomenal start with your Jacksonville Jaguars tenure. You have been proving day in and day out you are the coach that every Eagles fan thought you were. Even Jeffrey Lurie probably still thinks of you as this day. Yeah. The problem with Doug Peterson in Philadelphia was there was always a, there was always a limit on him. They always thought they had – They always thought they had a limit with what he could be as a coach. They haven't really seemed to have that limit with Nick Sirianni, if you ask me. They always had, like, they, they put Doug Pierce in this box, and they always thought he couldn't, you know, get out of that box and become this type of coach. So they always said, we're going to either add a play call, or we're going to demand you pass it more, or we're going to, Jeffrey Lurie's so hands-on. You don't really see that this time around. I thought that was interesting, because I was comparing the two uh, tenures so far leading up to this point, and I'm like, wow, you know, they kind of – there's always a handcuff on Doug, it always seemed like. Not this time around. Not this time around next year, Yanni. I think I, – I haven't. you ever really hear Jeffrey Lurie's name involved? You never really hear about uh, he wants passing more, he wants – you know, you never you don't hear that stuff anymore. Those headlines don't, that went away. I thought that was interesting, Ed. But, again, congratulations, Doug Peterson, though. Again, you keep proving that you're the, you're the coach that we all thought you were – taking the Jacksonville Jaguars organization with the two first overall picks back-to-back years and being the franchise that they've been. Their ownership doesn't know a lick about football. They know way more about wrestling than anything else. And he's taking them in the playoffs. And he beat the Chargers as a 27, by, down to, by 27 points. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Great coach. Yeah, no doubt. Um we're forgetting another name here, too. I was just thinking Marcus Brady, the guy they brought over from Indy when they fired him as their offensive coordinator. He's on the Eagles staff. I mean, he could be in play as well. Uh, I think he's interviewing, I think, with somebody, maybe the Jets as an OC. Um, But he's another uh, bright mind that the Eagles have that they could turn to if they have to turn in that direction. Um, And then what about the Jags staff, Peterson staff? I mean, they could get picked on too. I mean, when you – listen, you expect it from the Eagles. They won 14 games, uh, you know, 14 and three, which is amazing. 0-2 0-2 with their backup as a starter, or maybe they win 15 games, uh, you know, the number one seed. So, yeah, your staff is going to get picked on. Your your, your staff is going to get raided. Uh, maybe Jacksonville's too, you know, with Mike Caldwell and Press Taylor and, you know, maybe some yeah, of those Yeah, Mike McCoy is the quarterback coach too who yeah, might get some uh, offensive career looks, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, when, you, when you're an organization looking to hire – successful coaches you look at who the teams are that are in the playoffs this year and maybe even last year and you see the eagles have been to the playoffs twice under sirianni with the same staff in place and you see the jags having this great success with peterson as the head coach and some of these names that have been out there before with him uh during some of the successful seasons in philadelphia um so yeah i mean there's a lot of names that are out there uh that you know, could be head coaches or could be with the Eagles if Gannon and Steichen depart as head coaches. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting to follow how all that plays out. Now, listen, you know, you say it's an attractive job. And, yeah, I guess on some level it is. But you also have to be wary of the fact that, you know, the Eagles could be losing some parts on offense. You know, Miles Sanders may not be back. 
Jason Kelsey might retire. Isaac Ciamalu is a free agent. You know, will you have changes on that O-line and in the backfield that you're going to have to deal with as a new OC? Same with the defensive side of the ball. Lots of free agents there. Uh, you know, with uh, obviously Bradbury, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, uh, Kaiser White, uh, Javon Hargrave. I mean, that defense could look completely different when you come in here as the D.C. So you have to be mindful of that as well as what is the Eagles plan going forward in possibly signing some of these guys we're moving on from them and then who are you bringing in so uh yeah it's an attractive job right now as we sit here in the middle of january getting ready for a divisional round of playoffs but once the post uh once the offseason begins in march who's what's this offense going to look like what's this defense going to look like yeah that's a good point that's a good point as well um you know, they do have contingency plans in place for a lot of those guys, but I do hear what you're saying. That That is going to be interesting. I I think it's going to be most interesting to see. I think Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is back. I, I think they find a way. If not, they franchise tag him and find a way. I do think they find a way. I think that's the player that you – the Eagles haven't used a franchise tag since, I think, Michael Vick. Yeah. So it's been a while since they used a the franchise tag, but I think if they do need to use it, it's going to be this offseason, and it will be Chauncey Gardner-Johnson if they can't agree to a deal because apparently, Ed – they want him for $15 million per year. I don't know if you just recently saw one of his recent tweets. He said, 17 a year and we're done. He didn't say a year, but he put 17 mil and we're good. So it looks like the Eagles are $2 million off in that negotiations, but I think they're going to get it done. I think they're going to get it done with him. My yeah. biggest concern is Javon Hargrave. Yeah. I think, you know, Fletcher Cox is gone. This is it for him in Philadelphia. Javon Hargrave is coming off the best year of his career again a lot of people look at age with this and i think it's so silly we, we get we get so stuck at looking at age it's hilarious because when he was with pittsburgh i you know for everybody that looks at age brandon graham ages like fine wine because he didn't play the first couple of years of his career he didn't play that much use the same same philosophy for javon hargrave javon hargrave was as nose tackle in pittsburgh for majority of his career so far he was asked to only play on certain downs you know, the best is yet to come from him still. That's the reason why he's putting up 11 sacks at the AGs right now. So he's my number one priority. Chauncey Gardner Johnson's second, but you don't want to franchise tag a defensive lineman because that just destroys your cap. You want to franchise tag a safety. So I, I think they're going to find a way to get Hargrave and Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Now, it's not going to be easy, though. I'll tell you right now, especially after this Jalen Hurts extension gets done in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be tough. But yeah. Harry Rosen always finds a way. I'm not going to doubt the guy. He finds yeah. a way to manage the cap, and I think Milton Williams, Javon Hargrave, and Jordan Davis going into next season is going to be perfect and just fine, especially with the sentence of Milton Williams, really. Milton Williams is becoming one hell of a player right before our very eyes. Mm-hmm. Again, in a limited role, but he is. And you draft him in the third round expecting him to become some kind of player, and I think that he's going to. Jordan Davis is another question mark we'll see going further. He, ever since the injury, he's kind of become a ghost. But, again, he's your future at defensive tackle no matter what. But yeah. again, great note. I'm just bringing up extra points, but this is a great point by Eddie. Again, when you get into this offseason with all the the holes the Eagles have, thank God you have these picks that you do have because you're going to be filling some major holes, especially from James Bradbury and Miles Sanders' side, of my, in my opinion. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes, Ed. But I think, luckily, running back's a very replaceable position. We'll see about corner. They haven't been able to do that forever, so that's going to be interesting, but... Yeah. A lot of people assume it's going to be Vic Vangio for this job because he was a consultant for the Eagles this season. I, I think he's following Sean Payton wherever he goes, even if it's in Denver. 
I think he'll go back to Denver, be the coordinator if he needs to be, because uh, I think he's following Sean Payton or John uh, Jim Harbaugh. If Jim Harbaugh comes back, I don't think that's an option for the Eagles. That realistically, but a lot of people seem to agree, seem to think so. Do you think at all there's a chance? Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't I don't see it. Um, I don't see it either. I, I think they'll go with a, you know a younger type of person. Not that that's any better, but I think they'll go with someone that's out there that can bring his own thoughts. I mean, everybody follows this Fangio scheme. I mean, eventually that that's kind of the flavor of the moment is this Fangio style of playing defense. And eventually people are going to figure that out and it's not going to be as successful. Uh, people are already starting to figure, figure it out that, right. that scheme. So I'm not sure they would go with that kind of a recycled guy. I think they'd rather find the next guy that brings the next popular type defense or offense into the league. Um, and I, I just see that that's kind of the way they would probably go. Like even Mike Caldwell, I mean, you know, I love Mike. I think he's terrific. Um, but I just don't think that would fit, you know, what they're looking for in, in their next uh, defensive coach or offensive coach. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be Darren Wilson. I just got that feeling. If, if not, I'd be surprised. I mean, I think a lot of people just chase names. And again, Vic Vangio will be a good candidate because of the fact that you don't have to worry about him getting a head coaching job. That's over with. That ship has sailed. He's going to be defensive coordinator for life once he, once he comes back. Uh, but I just want to see Denard Wilson. You know, I want to see a guy who, again, you went this route where you hired a guy who specialized in DBs, never was a defensive coordinator before, and now you have the best defense you've had since arguably 1991. Yeah. With the numbers that they're putting up. Yeah. De so, the defense was ranked first against the pass. I mean. Yeah. When does that ever happen? Yeah, never. I mean, you know, obviously, Denar Wilson plays a hand in that. And, uh, you know, McDonald does too, his assistant. You know, maybe he steps up to be the next DB coach if Darnell, Darnell Wilson or Denard Wilson leaves. Um, but yeah, it never happens to be the number one pass defense. And Bradbury and Slay are big parts of that. And, you know, when you talk about free agents, I know we'll get into it eventually on another show. But I mean, I think Bradbury is pretty important too. Uh, if you want to bring somebody back, I know, you know, you make a big deal of the age and stuff. He's 30, but man, he had a great year. And, uh, you know, I, I know he wants to come back, but it's going to have to be at, a, at the right price. Uh, I would bring Bradbury back. I'd prioritize him maybe in the top two with Hargrave and maybe Chauncey, you know, third. Um, I agree with you, but yeah. I just think he's, he's about to get a cornerback one type of payday. From a team yeah. that there's a lot of teams out there that need cornerback sure. play bad. And yep. He's yeah. about the Darius Slay type money. I don't know if the Eagles can play two Darius Slays. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, you know, you're already paying AJ Brown a ton, right? To play a wide we'll receiver. See, you're right. He's 30. We'll see. Uh, you're winning finally. You know, you're in the, I know he won with the Panthers and went to Super Bowl with the Panthers, but I mean, you're, you've got a chance to be part of something special for years to come to the end of your career. We'll see. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fascinating offseason whenever it starts. But you know, we're still dealing with the Giants this week. And, and I'd rather watch the Super Bowl or I'd rather watch the Eagles go to the Super Bowl first before we start worrying about this offseason. I'll tell you right now. I just thought yeah. you know, we have we have to address the obvious the 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 elephant in the room about these coordinators leaving and where yeah. we think the Eagles will go afterwards. That's that's the point of this episode right now because we have the bye week, you know, know what the Eagles are doing right now. We have some injury updates that we gotta get into later in the week and uh Talk more about the Giants matchup. So we talked on that a little bit, but we really wanted to discuss this potential coordinators leaving because it's it might happen any week now. So yeah. we'll definitely wanted to touch on that first for you guys real quick. But we will be back later in the week to discuss this matchup against the Giants because 
It's playoff football, baby. And playoff football is a game where better than Philadelphia, especially with the Eagles fans and how passionate they are. So please stay with us. We will be back later this week to do a preview of the game, give our predictions, and we'd love to hear from you guys too as well to see what you guys think about the game. So again, we are back. Eagles on filter, baby. Ed, for Ed and myself, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you sooner or later than this week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.